Welcome, everybody, to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. It's been a few days since we were with you guys. Now, we kind of missed all of the exciting exciting news when the trade occurred. Unfortunately, I was on a plane when it happened, so I got off the plane, had a ton of messages, super pumped. Wasn't able to record until today. I just got home. So for today's episode, we're just going to be going over the trade in general, and then we'll have some episodes posted on, all right, can the 49ers go take a Justin Fields? Can they go take you know, Trey Lance, are they going to take a Mac Jones? Are they going to take a quarterback? We'll get into all that stuff, and and I'll start right now. I do think they're going to take Justin Fields, but that whole conversation is for a different day. Today, we have a guest, Daniel, on. Daniel is a Dolphins fan, so we're going to get kind of his insight to what he thinks about the trade value. And Daniel, I'll start out with you, man. What do you think? Do you like the trade for the Dolphins? Do you think the Niners paid too much? Do you think it makes sense? What's just your overall thoughts on the situation? So I'll start out by saying that ever since the draft order got set and I saw Dolphins at three and Aiden saw Dolphins at 12, me and Aiden have been talking how how much sense it would make for the Dolphins to trade back to 12 and the Niners to trade up to three and take a quarterback. Um, so I think that was something that we thought would have been good and beneficial for both teams from the very beginning. And once it happened, like I think the price was – was fine. Like I think the Niners are okay with moving up to three and trading what they traded away just to get a franchise quarterback. Hopefully, um, obviously there's a chance you could draft a bus, but like either way. Um, in terms of the Dolphins, um, I think that at the end of like the whole Niners Eagles trading thing, I think we came away with we moved from three to six and got back like a first and a third in like net. So like what we got from the Niners we traded some stuff away to the Eagles too. And like net, we got a first and a six or first and a third to move back to six, which is good because I still think whoever we would have drafted at three, we're still going to draft at six. So the Dolphins want an offensive weapon. We want Kyle Pitts or Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase, like one of those guys. So I think whoever we want is still going to be available at six. And like we would have taken them at three anyways. And we just get some extra draft capital and move back because I think four is the Falcons. And I think they're going to trade down. Niners take a quarterback at three. And then five is the Bengals. And there has been talk of the Bengals taking Jamar Chase recently, which is fine because then we still get Pitts or Devonta Smith. So like we just want an offensive weapon either way. So I think that definitely works out for, for both teams. And the Niners get to take their take their guy at quarterback and replace Jimmy G. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think the reason that the Niners traded a three specifically is because the Falcons are a four and need a lot more things than just quarterback. Like, Matt Ryan is still fine. So I think the Niners were worried about, like, I know that they called to to trade up to three, four, and five because all of those teams don't necessarily need a quarterback. But, I mean, there's some quarterback-needy teams like the Panthers, the Broncos, sitting at eight, eight and nine, and you don't want them to – fork over a little bit more than you would to get to three and pick the guy that, that, that you wanted. So I think there's a very high chance that one of the Panthers, the Broncos, or maybe even a surprise team are going to trade up to four and we're going to see four straight quarterbacks taken um, to, to start the draft, which I don't think has happened in, in all that long. I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't yeah, know. I can't even, think of any. even the Patriots at four um, <laughs> and there's a way that it could go five, five straight which is wild to think about given that there's three teams and five first round quarterbacks, you're always going to overpick your, 
your your quarterback a little bit, but I think that's a really good point. You know, I, I like that, just like that there's going to be four quarterbacks. I think there definitely will. Um, as far as like the value for the 49ers, when it, when it initially happened, I saw, oh, they're, they're trading the 12th pick, they're trading, and then two future first rounders. And my, my instant reaction was, damn, that is a lot. Like that is a lot of capital you're giving up right there. Kind of just thought about it throughout the day, woke up the next day, and I'm thinking, it makes sense. It, like you're gonna have to trade a lot, and we were talking. We were just talking about the Jared Goff trade, and we we're talking about how much they traded up. Not that stuff isn't exactly comparable, because this quarterback class is viewed as a lot better than a lot of the previous quarterback classes. A guy like Justin Fields at three, or Trey Lance, or hopefully not Mac Jones, but Mac Jones at three. Any of those, like those guys, are gonna be viewed higher than what Goff was coming out. And I don't know, like, if that's like, like everyone's going to be on board with that. But I would assume that you look at a guy like Justin Fields coming out of the draft, and you look at a guy like Jared Goff, and you go, okay, Justin Fields is the guy that has the better physical tools. You know, he's the Ohio State starter. He has the better traits. And so, for that case, it's going to cost more to trade up for three, because he could be a number one overall pick in a different draft. And the Dolphins recognize that. You brought up the the uh, Panthers and the Broncos. They absolutely, they were absolutely trying to trade up too. And so the Niners had to outbid them. And I think what it really came down to for the Dolphins was they were willing to do it once the Eagles were willing to trade back from six. And then you look at you look at it for the Dolphins spot, excellent job done by their front office. They're still going to get there, be in that sixth spot. They're, I think they're, they're still going to land Jamar Chase because even though there is like some rumors about him potentially going to the Bengals, the Bengals need to get some offensive linemen. And Penny Sewell should be there, so I think that that will be the pick. And then I think that they'll get Chase at six. They probably would have take, taken Chase at three. So what they're yeah. doing is they're just they're getting an extra first and an extra third for moving back and taking the same guy. That's massive. That's awesome. I mean, I think it's – I applaud them for going out and being aggressive and doing that move. But I also applaud the Niners for doing the same thing because they're going to get their franchise guy. Is it risky? Absolutely. You're trading two first round picks and a third round pick for an unproven quarterback. And we see this all the time and we see it pan out a lot of the times and we don't see it pan out. I think that not, I don't think every team could make the move that the Niners just made. I think if the Broncos made this move, I'd go, yep, it's going to backfire there. You know, they don't really have the, the offensive, they have the offensive personnel, but I don't know if they have the, the offensive coaching in place, because if you have an elite coach, like an Andy Reid, like a Kyle Shanahan, like a Sean, Sean Payton or Sean McVay, you need to go get a good quarterback. That's what we're going to see with the Saints, I think, soon. And I don't think it'll be this year, but I think next year we're going to see them try to make a big move and go get, all right, we're going to get our new young quarterback. Good teams are aggressive at quarterback, especially when you have an offensive coach and they go out there and they want to win. So I think at the end of the day, maybe it's a, maybe like by like value standpoint, it's a little bit of an overpay, but I still love it. I think you have to be aggressive and I applaud both of these teams for going out and going, hey, we're not just going to sit here. The Dolphins are like, hey, we're not going to sit here at three. We're going to move back. We're still going to get a guy that we really, really want. And a guy that I think that's the guy that they covet the most is Jamar Chase. And I think they're going to get him. And the Niners are like, no, we want a quarterback. We're done with it. We're paying Jimmy G. We want a guy on a, a cheap rookie contract. We have a veteran roster. We're going out. We're making this big move. So I like it for both teams. Um, but anything else you guys wanted to add just on the value of it? I would I add, or yeah, you go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. Um, I would say it's it's interesting that that you bring up Goff because I think everybody would say that that trade didn't really work out. But their records over the last four years: eleven and five made the playoffs, thirteen and three made the Super Bowl, nine and seven won a game out of the playoffs, ten and six won a playoff game. They haven't made a first round pick since Sean, since Sean McVay was was there, um, and they've been competitive every single year. They just made a trade for Matthew Stafford. I don't think not having these these first round picks really cripples your future at all, um, especially because the Niners don't have that many holes, and it's going to allow us to maybe bring a guy like Dre Greenlaw back, for example, where in a normal case, if, if we had a first round pick and he was an expiring free agent and we don't really want to pay him, like maybe we, we, we wouldn't, but if you got a rookie on a rookie deal, you can afford a guy like that on a two, three year deal uh, with a lower cap hit. Um, so I, I really like the trade. What I was going to mention is that you're trying to catch it. I wouldn't say catch up, but the NFC West is insanely competitive. It might be the best division in football, and the teams in that division, besides maybe the Seahawks, are only getting better. And the Niners realized this. You, like the the Rams just got Matthew Stafford. They gave up a lot. They don't have another first round pick for feels like ten years. But like Aiden just said, when you don't have holes, it doesn't really make a difference. And the Rams don't really have any holes. And their only hole that they had was Jared Goff wasn't that good. And even then. Jared Goff and like McVay made Jared Goff work. McVay took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl and almost beat the Patriots. Like that's still like pretty pretty good. And the the Rams just reloaded though. They just got Matthew Stafford. I think that's a huge upgrade. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be sick. The Rams have a lot of weapons. They have I think they had the best defense in the league last year. And I know the Niners had a lot of injuries and stuff, but the Ram, I th- I think that the Niners and the Rams are gonna have to battle it out for for that first for first in the division next year because I think that the Niners are trying to go get their guy at quarterback, get rid of Jimmy G. I actually, do we know if they're gonna get rid of Jimmy G? Because there's like a lot of talk going on about what they're gonna do with that. I think I will definitely do a show on that later in the week just to like yeah. go over. Okay, is that gonna happen? I do think that there is there's a reason to believe both sides. Yeah. Because they and need I to get rid of his like his money. Because yeah, you don't want to pay a backup for, quarterback. Yeah, for him, you can even like the dead cap goes down the next year. So like, if you hang on to it for one more year, and then I don't know, they move them next off season. Like like there is an argument to be made for doing either one. And also, the 49ers came out and said like, "Oh, Jimmy's our guy" or whatever. Yeah, you can't believe that. Like that we, we've seen like. They've been shopping him all offseason. It's not like, oh, he's our guy. No, they've been trying to move on from him. Yeah. And even if they take a rookie, like they might hang on to him. I think there's a chance, but I don't really know. Um, I like that you bring up the Rams. You did say that they didn't have any holes on the roster. And some people would be like, well, John Johnson left. And like they have a lot of young talent. And I think that's the part of the Rams that gets kind of forgotten is, oh, they don't have any of these first round picks. Yeah, but they hit on day two. They go out there and they draft guys on day two and they get good players. And they sign solid players that come up and they and they do well. You know, Leonard Floyd, for example, they signed him from the Bears. He was struggling. He is in a, a bounce back season and they extend him. There's a lot of guys like that where they're okay. I don't know like what this guy is. They get him. He plays better. Now a lot of that is really because you have Aaron Donald and you have Jalen Ramsey and those guys are going to make everyone around them a lot better. So I do think there's some question marks on the defensive side of the ball, but at the same time, I think they're going to get worked out. And, and that's the thing. Like. That's what one of the arguments was for this Niners trade is you're selling the future for 
like a, a young quarterback that you know he's unproven he might he might be a bust right one i think you have to do it if you have kyle shanahan if you're not doing that with kyle shanahan i'm sorry but what the hell are you doing like you have like you're just wasting him like you're like really like if you have the chance to make one of the greatest offenses of all time because that's what i think that if you draft fields the mindset should not be like all right we're gonna go out there and you know we're gonna compete or whatever with fields and on his rookie deal it's like no we're trying they're trying to make a quarterback coach like hall of fame pairing that's their goal and will that happen I, I don't know i think that's kind of a lofty expectations but that's the goal at the end of the day that's what they want they want them to come out there and they're like hey look we got like i said they have the veteran roster like the rams kind of do the rams are i think a little bit younger on defense maybe not in their like elite players but some young unproven guys i guess but the niners have that veteran defense and then they have a lot of weapons so i don't know i mean i i like it I think that you just have to go after it and and do a big and have a big move like that. But by trading, what was it two firsts besides number 12? How is that viewed as selling your future? That's two picks. That's two guys. Did we not see the 49ers in their first year with John with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan go out and select Reuben Foster and Solomon Thomas? Because apparently everyone forgot that that a first round pick is a lock to be a, a star exactly. player like Nick Bosa. That's just not the case. AJ Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, like it's I don't not know the who case. that is. It, no, it, he, he was a first round receiver years ago, and he I don't think he had a catch for the 49ers. I don't think he saw the field ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't get this like, oh, they sold their future. Like they have what is it, nine picks? They have this year they have a second, a third, a fourth, three fifths, a sixth, and a seventh. And I'm sure I, you're gonna hit on a couple of those. And and I think if you're able to move Jimmy. I think a team like the Patriots, if they're not able to move up, they get a little they get a little desperate, and I could see them offering up to like a second rounder, like number forty six. It was rumored that that was an offer earlier in the year, but it's like it's fallen down. I don't know if you saw this. So this this is so funny to me. We we got to get into Jimmy a little bit today, I guess. But so you know the Niners are like we're not trading Jimmy. Yeah. And the Patriots are like, oh really? Well, we don't even want Jimmy, and they just have this back and forth of like. No, we're not going to trade for him. And there's like being offers made, but they're like to the media, they're saying the exact opposite. I love it. I think it's so funny. That's so funny. Just trying to drive up and drive down his value. But that's hilarious. No, I think I think that could happen. I think it's a second, third. I think that that could definitely be the case. That's assuming the Pats don't trade up to that four the spot four and, Falcons, and, yeah. and pick whoever they 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 like there. But if they're stuck going into week one with Cam, I could see Belichick being like. Like come come draft day, like it's pick ten or twelve. Belichick's like, all the guys that I wanted are gone. Give me Jimmy for that 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 second round pick, and then the Niners have three picks in the, in the top fifty, including number three overall. Like that is fantastic. You could get the nickel corner. I forget that guy's name, Elijah Molden, and you could like even pick another safety if if you wanted to. I know we have like five safeties under contract right now. Um, well, I mean, you can just wait and see. If you, like, there could be a exactly. receiver sitting there. Exactly. So there's a, there's I think it just gives you options. I'm not worried about losing the third rounder in 2022. But, yeah, I think you 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 touched on the first rounders really, really well. I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up today. Um, Daniel, thanks again for coming on, man. Um, it was fun to just kind of talk about the trade value because I think – I do think it, at the end of the day it's a win-win in, yeah. in terms of value. Like, okay, what do the Niners want? They want to go get a quarterback. Is it a is it a slight overpay? I guess, but what does that even mean? Like that's that's such an arbitrary number, like arbitrary thing to say. Like, oh yeah, 
we overpaid. Like, really? Because if Justin Fields is a stud, then no one's going to ever look at it as an overpay. No one goes back and looks at the Mahomes contract and goes, oh, they overpaid for him in terms of value. Like, no, no one gives a shit about that. I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. But then for the Dolphins, it's like it's not like adding these assets doesn't help on, on the flip side. They have a quarterback that they're hoping that is their future. I don't think they know, but they're going, all right, if, if we're going to do this, we need to see. So we need to get him Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And either way, some other assets. Either way, we have a quarterback on a rookie deal, like minimal, minimal hit to the to the books on that. And now it's no excuses for Tua. Really, this is his, this is going to be his prove it year because if we're, we're going to draft an offensive weapon, whether it be Pitts or Smith or Chase or whoever we feel like, any of those guys. Either way, we just signed Will Fuller in free agency. We're bringing back most of our O line. Devontae Parker is still there. Like Tua has all the weapons he could ask for. So if he can't perform with those weapons, our defense is still intact. We're still, we, we only got better. So if Tua doesn't perform under that, I think that's when we're going to know after this year, if he can really play or not. And then that's when we make our decision on Tua. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. So anyone that's just checked this out for the first time, Make sure to subscribe, like the video, do all that. Um, comment what you think too. If you think it's an overpay, I'd love to know why. Because like it's definitely there's definitely people people out there that think that. And I'm not saying that you're not right or anything. That's just my opinion. But uh, make sure to sub. We're gonna have a lot of content coming out. My plan is to start getting a video out on YouTube every day. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast, at least one or two episodes a week, and pretty typically one every Sunday or Monday. And then another one later on in the week. That's the plan moving forward. Um, just been really busy, unfortunately, in, in the heart of the NFL offseason, which is awful. But that is my plan moving forward. And there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about, even when you know teams aren't actively trading. There's a lot of guys on this 49ers roster that are unproven, a lot of under like low-key moves that they made that haven't really been talked about. So we'll get into those throughout the whole offseason. And I mean, and starting after talking about this kind of trade, like getting into the draft, doing mock drafts and stuff like that. So it'll be super fun. Uh, make sure to sub and everything. And we'll talk to you guys later.